let's jump into our current favorite all black casted shows and i think we all you and i agree that selling selling tampa harlem and insecure are probably the best ones out currently no we don't agree <laughs> that's what you wrote can we cuss <laughs> this is our podcast <laughs> I'm a money bags grave digger. <laughs> We're going from living to thriving. Okay, we are on that journey. Ain't nobody gonna stop us. <laughs> okay, you're right. You are now listening to the Bag Behavior Podcast, <laughs> Season Two. 2022 2022 season two. First sunday of the year first sunday wash day uh, michelle we are ancestors and we are the granddaughters strings. we are the granddaughters <laughs> of the witches that they could not burn <laughs> gosh you know it's the truth though that's it's why i'm overwhelmed truth. by the truth i know i just saw that video this morning yes that i thought you sent to me yeah girl <laughs> And I'm excited. This is a lot of great energy to start the year. You know? It has been a really good start. It has. Yeah. It's um, been a great week. I have been eating so much. Like, I started off eating, going hard in the paint. <laughs> like, seriously, I tried oysters for the first time oh, on New wow. Year's Eve. Okay. And I was super nervous about it, but they taste really good. Really? Yeah. Have you tried them? No. It's... It looks disgusting, right? Like so the wet ones? They're wet. Like the boiled So you got to put a little hot sauce on it. I did choke on the hot sauce <laughs> a little bit because it was like, okay, so the hot sauce, when you slurp, like the hot sauce moves easier than the oyster, right? So you put the hot sauce on and then you like, <laughs> yes, I get it. And you get like a hot sauce shot mm, first. Because you suck that bad boy in. <laughs> I was trying really hard. <laughs> but um, honestly, overall, I think you would like it. But okay. oh, you're also not really. So what am I saying? You're not a, even a seafood person. I am a big seafood person, but not a shellfish. Shellfish. I developed an allergy recently. Okay. Recently, Is that, that's shellfish. It's in a shell. Yeah, we 100 percent pull it from the shell. Okay, so yeah, that's a no for me. Um, but you could do it on my behalf. It's such a bougie activity, and so for New Year's Eve, I got to be that. I got yes. to be that, and it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and um. Yeah, I had a few other things, but we could get into that too. Okay. <laughs> pew, pew. Um, so who are they listening to, Katie? Oh, this is the Bag Behavior Podcast. I am your host, <laughs> Katian, actress, writer. And um, to my left is your new favorite Scorpio interior designer extraordinaire. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> I said extraordinaire, Michelle. That's no, that works though. It does. Mm-hmm. Extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm with the shits. Yeah. I'm just vibing. Like I'm just letting my tongue roll today, so right. that's why extraordinaire came out. And I actually do like it. I like it too. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. I think it goes with the theme of today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're in the moment, and okay, we're yes. gonna talk to the people about yes. what's happening right now. What we want is happening because now I feel like we're having a conversation with people. Like, I think that we're getting some engagement. We're talking to new people on social. Like, we're showing up on new platforms and it doesn't feel like we're talking to ourselves anymore. So I really appreciate that. But some things do say the same. Okay. Yes. Like what we typically talk about 
on each of our platforms. Yes. So we always talk about collectively ascending towards greatness we always ask the hard questions and we're always just trying to share what we learn with our sisters so we could collectively ascend period towards greatness michelle every single day moment (laughs) to moment yeah i wanted her to say towards greatness after the collectively ascend oops like god that went over my head way over but it's okay (laughs) it's all right i guess we just we just running through today we're just running through today um so given that today is a fresh start to the new year our first recording in the new year Mm -hmm. the people are going to listen to this podcast a couple days from now yeah that's different that's new from what we typically do we typically shoot out like a month or so in advance right so because this is fresh we're going to discuss some topics that are happening currently one that's pretty hot right now Ari Lennox I know and her trip to Ghana we love a trip to Ghana we love a trip but the people didn't like her trip to Ghana and how she felt about it it was sad to see it was sad to see because I feel like it creates like a spirit of intimidation around people Mm. going to um Ghana that are from America it is a big trip and for that reason it's very exciting for people very exciting and so Ari was you know I mean I think the majority of people are in support of her still but there were some haters and they got highlighted yeah yeah and you're on Twitter yeah so did you see her tweets come out like as soon as they dropped and were you a part of that discussion like live i wasn't a part of the discussion because i usually don't get into controversial things on twitter usually okay. i do like the comedy side of twitter okay but because people are really scary there yeah yeah black twitter is a thing <laughs> but um i did see the tweets going out about her being very excited and how she loved ghana and how she felt like it was home and all those yes. things like i saw her tweets while she was there right um and I get it. I really get it. I feel like I have a very interesting perspective being a first gen because mm-hmm. I'm American, American born. Right. But at the same time, like the gap isn't as wide for me between the culture of Ghana and America because I had a parent who had children and relatives around me who were from there who mm-hmm. speak the language and stuff. So for some people, like I guess, I guess they were calling her corny. Like, are you even from there? Like, kind of coming at her like so, that. Like. 2010 2015 yes it's it's, it's 2022 and the whole year of return has happened Ghana has given citizenship to so many black Americans so I'm like are we still here or do we just want to jump on Ari Lennox for some reason yeah because that's what it feels like it made no sense to me I was like why is this a hot topic why is she being bullied about her extraordinarily transformative experience in Ghana and like feeling close to the country like that's nothing but positive positivity it's nothing but positive but i just want to speak on this and in general because it's like we're continuing to bridge that gap and i'm very proud of like how far we've come as like a diaspora right but i think that there are a few people who are from um or who were born in west african countries who don't understand the excitement that we have for being there and they kind of look at it like 
it, it like it, it's like a silly thing like it's not as big of a deal like i've seen other people in my life also look at my trip like it's not as big of a deal for you to come to africa but i'm like are you kidding me right i was raised in, in front of white people and i didn't look like them so like mm-hmm. going to a place where that's completely the opposite is a huge experience for people like it's a life-changing yeah. you completely alter your perspective on yourself and you get yeah. to be like firsthand understanding the things that were watered down taken away from you or what have you in your experience in america like right i wonder what the breakdown is though like is it is it slight ignorance that like you don't have the knowledge about the disconnect here how like our ancestors were ripped away and if we're talking about black americans specifically yes Mm -hmm. from west africa Mm -hmm. you know than more than any other area um, on the continent so it's like so I, i understand how like because they're from there, they live there, born and raised, etc. The excitement for their own country may not be as like you know uh, transformative. Yeah, that, as yeah. they are you know born in America or the U.S. But I guess I'm having trouble understanding how someone couldn't like empathize with the fact that like we have this huge disconnect yeah you know what i'm saying and we are on this journey of bridging that gap and it's going to take a while before all of us have gone to a while ghana and gotten used to it to where it's no longer like this big thing yes like and that might actually be kind of sad like and to see what that looks like you know 10 15 years from now where it's like oh yeah you went to ghana bed like da 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 you know it's yeah. not a big deal yeah anymore but yeah i'm having trouble like that's exactly what it is like they weren't able to put themselves in her shoes and understand like the the magnitude of that type of trip and so but everyone i think go ahead and i was gonna say and so she like basically felt the pressure and so she didn't want to share anymore and so Mm -hmm. she deleted her tweets yeah and that's sad yeah everyone knows about a post and delete you know what i'm saying yeah. and so to have to fill that feeling with something that you were excited about sharing is kind of it's pretty fucked up because now it's like i wonder if it altered her like um the way she thinks about the country or you know its culture its people whatever like has that changed now because so many people came down on her yeah i think that part of it may be positive for her to understand that something that's so beautiful to you and your like I guess spirit maybe isn't for everybody like you put yourself in a position where they now were able to comment and change your perception of that experience and they don't deserve that so now you know I think yeah yeah because it is special like there's stuff that I've experienced that I get very excited about talking about but then there's other stuff that over time I realize that I should just keep to myself and Mm. let people go and travel and have their experience as well because they're not going to get it and for you to be like I guess condemned for your experiences and for sharing them that's like I'm not trying to deal with that right yeah right the things that you share typically are not going to be for everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll resonate with a few and then it won't with others. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's just the magnitude for a celebrity to get so much backlash. Like, that we can't understand. We got you one know? backlash. We got one backlash. <laughs> and we were like, oh, God. <laughs> so if you, watch, if you listen to our um, episode before this on episode two, we were talking about, there's a point where we talked about ghosting. Yeah. And Katie was very vulnerable <laughs> in her strength, you know? 
and saying that she has ghosted people and like ghosted people more than you know they've ghosted her Mm -hmm. and so we got some backlash from that this girl was like what'd she say katie girl i don't know but she was like it's a motherfucking shame and what the fuck and this is 2022 and where the fuck and you and i'm like oh oh oh." she didn't like specifically say katie like you ain't shit but she was just like oh like people should definitely not be ghosting at this point so i was like i didn't feel bad though because i'm if you listen to the full episode i say i'm an evolving human i'm like comfortable with yeah something secure secure rising like yeah. I'm not exactly doing everything how I'm supposed to be doing but that's the conversation like right. so I'm not and a lot of people related to you too that's yes it was 68% exactly <laughs> in the polls <laughs> and more people ghost than don't ghost which is yes. what you said it's a phenomenon exactly so sis honestly we should have come back like um that's I just a had study <laughs> show that's like I have my report Period. my insights yes metrics say that most people are not out here being direct it's just not it's it's a harder thing to do right? it's difficult it's a learned behavior if you didn't grow up being very just upfront and like honest and feeling confident to do so then you probably have ghosted people yeah even, like not being conscious of it yes because it's like it's like facing that conflict is overwhelming right for a lot of us so yeah. and now we in a pandemic people don't even know how to talk to each other in the person anymore okay. like i get over that hump each yeah. time where i'm like okay like i have to learn how to be social yeah and casual you know right. what i mean right the um small talk yeah and, and then uh and it's kind of mundane too because we're all small talking about covid and like bruh this you don't even normal. know you can't even say post-covid anymore because omarion is here and poor omarion <laughs> like could you imagine your name being dragged through the streets at this capacity? I think there was a video where he was trying to describe <laughs> that I'm not the new variant. And I'm like, this can't be real. Yo. This is an alternate universe because, of course. Yes, we know. <laughs> B2K has nothing to do with COVID-19. Like, why is this a thing? It was so funny. Like, yeah. shit is crazy. <laughs> This shit is crazy. So, talking about COVID, it's actually not on our list, but I just thought of it. Oh, God. So, my friend, I was talking to a friend this morning, and he was saying that um, the news outlets are now starting to say that, yes, the COVID vaccine um, can mess with a woman's menstrual cycle. Okay, hold on. Now I'm about to pass out. (laughs) And before that, they said it was like conspiracy. But then you had told me your experience, and I was like, wow. I'm so mad now that you've said that. I'm so freaking mad because my, my parents shoved the vaccine down my damn throat that's just the truth like they because they watch the news and like the older communities are are so vulnerable to the news oh my god like they can't see outside of it oh my gosh and so you know i was like all right fine i will get the vaccine i have to travel anyway yeah i have to be on set a lot so a lot of auditions and stuff they ask you if you're vaccinated or not all that stuff so fine i'm not gonna fight this whole world right and then I began to get rashes on a monthly Mm. basis where every time my menstrual cycle starts, Mm. I get a freaking rash across the side of my face, behind my ears, on my neck. Wow. Yes, Michelle. And it literally was like clockwork as soon as I took that vaccine. And I was like, bro, now I've had my cycle for, I've I've been cycling. (laughs) 
So I know that this is not a symptom that I used to have. Yeah. And it pisses me off because a rash is literally like the worst effing thing. You can't put makeup on a rash. You can't cover something like that. It's just a bunch of bumps on your face. Yeah, it's texture. It's texture. A texture. A texture side effect. You couldn't give me something something low-key? I'm livid. Blemish. You got these motherfuckers. Michelle. Wow. Yeah, it's really sad. And I'm... A part of me is like... Shock it up as an L, because yes, it was forced upon us. Yes. Like, I had no intention of getting vaxxed because we had already gotten COVID. <laughs> In January, we survived. Yes. Bounced back, games too strong. And they were like, oh, well, you know, that and those antibodies are going to run out 10 months from now so you're going to have to get the vaccine and now I work in the office and so they were like pressure there pressure if you're going to travel pressure if you're going to go to a bar pressure if you're going to go to a restaurant bar. and I'm like bruh we're 28 we're 29 <laughs> like you can't just end my life because of this alright so let me go ahead and get this vaccine oh by the way your menstrual cycle might be affected don't touch my menstrual cycle don't touch my cycle bro are you kidding me right I now? I have five kids. Don't touch my goddamn You're cycle. touching my jewels right now. Like, I'm so <laughs> mad about it, truthfully. Like, I, I personally have never experienced a side effect of a vaccine. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I'm I'm really irritated by it. And then the fact that they act like, oh, don't get me started, please. I'm just, I'm going to stop. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. that brings us to our next topic. Um you heard something about universal health care probably coming to california yes can you talk about that um so i i um i saw an instagram headline <laughs> let me be very clear <laughs> but it was la times okay um Good. and um <laughs> yeah basically like there's gonna be a, a like a universal health care system that maybe they're voting on or something like that for california um i know that my experience with healthcare in california has been really tumultuous yes yeah spotty yeah spotty difficult yeah. to find um and i you know i just turned 27 so then or not really half a year ago i turned 27 <laughs> but now i'm no longer on my parents insurance oh, yeah. yeah and i um obviously i'm a creative so i don't really be having insurance like that yeah <laughs> we have had pretty interesting ex- insurance experiences <laughs> yes Yes. Because there were times when we both didn't have insurance, and I was like, oh, well, I need to go to the doctor. So I went to the Minute Clinic, and yep. then you were like, oh, the Minute Clinic. Oh, word. <laughs> Period. I'll be Sign there. Sign me up. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> and I have, they've healed me. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, before young people who are relatively healthy, I don't think a substantial amount of like insurance coverage is necessary yeah. because we go in for like our regular checkup you know your regular pap mm-hmm. and that's about it mm-hmm. for the most part we just check in boxes we checking in like we i'm luckily healthy in. enough to be just checking in exactly most of the time so yeah and so that's why to me like that sounds exciting for us to have um universal health care but also the company that i work for now they have a bunch of different plans that you can choose from mm-hmm. but there's one that costs you nothing and it's like a kaiser mm. healthcare insurance and i've never had kaiser before but now that i have kaiser and i don't even pay for it i'm like why didn't i have kaiser before like it's a one-stop shop 
You could get everything done at Kaiser. Have you ever had it? I'm unfamiliar. Bro, so they have your um, family doctors there. They have your dermatologists. Oh, really? Yes, in the same building. At OBGYN, too? OBGYN. So they got it. Everything. They, I think they even have, like, therapists and stuff. And I go to um, the one on King <laughs> in Lamert, like uh Ladera area. Okay. And um it's brand new facility. Oh, so okay. it's like top notch, like kiosks and all this. Kiosks? Shit. Girl kiosks. That's next level. <laughs> That's when you know for Stand real. Your code. Yes, we don't we're not trying to do all especially in a healthcare yeah. facility though. Right, right. That makes sense. So um I guess I was just saying that to say that yes, bring the universal healthcare. I think yeah. that'd be extraordinary and a relief too because when we didn't have insurance you get penalized through taxes by not having insurance remember that one time we were filing our taxes and she was like oh michelle you might have to pay a fee because you didn't have insurance last year i I don't luckily i didn't because i guess that was like the heat of covid 2020 okay but yeah like you get penalized wow healthcare is like it's just so annoying every day i just have to say i'm grateful that thus far i'm pretty much still standing yeah i got a couple aches little pains yeah little pains but then a little ginger tea nothing a little ginger tea little elderberry little turmeric get your daily vitamins in vitamin d every day especially because you know what darker skin people we need extra vitamin d it's freezing out here it is we're from freaking africa (laughs) exactly and our skin our melanin does not um it reflects the light you know that's how we like don't get too sunburnt you know Mm. what i'm saying because our skin is deflecting those rays but that also means we're not absorbing as much vitamin D as someone with. Oh, I see. Uh, vitamin with like D. a lighter oh. skin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Deficiency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. So, anyways, moving forward. <laughs> since we're on the topic of just like, I guess, uh, government measures and different things like that, one that's. Ex- it's exciting, but then it's also like y'all playing. So you have student loans. I do. I have student loans. And they pushed the repayment back again. They did. We were supposed to start in January. They pushed it back to May or April. They pushed it to... Actually, I don't know if it is May or April. Now that it's you like mentioned four it. four months. I think it's May, though. Yeah. And so I'm like, why don't y'all just get rid of it? Cut it out. Quit it- playing with me. It's really so disrespectful. Stop emailing me. To literally get the emails like, are you ready to start paying? Get ready. <laughs> they email you here. Get your funds up. They send it like two months before. Like, yeah, because it's going to take you out of yes. your account. So. so there's this panic. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's this panic. Oh, shit. Like, I'm going to have to start paying $300, $400 a month again. Keep it. And then, oh, psych. Push that shit back. It's like your mind. <laughs> and so it's like, it's, a, it's fucked up. Because it's like a slight relief, but then also like doom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really, I, I really don't appreciate it. Now that you mentioned that, I feel like I'm thinking about mental health as as yeah. a whole. Like, yeah. quit playing with me, really? U.S. government. Quit playing with me. 
because the mental health that is deteriorating as a whole in this country right. has everything to do with the systems in place, with the way that we're being treated, with yeah. the conversations, with the fear that they're shoving down our throats, right. with the way that they're making people like there's no regulation on social media. So people are getting addicted to people's highlight reels and then they're looking at themselves like their life is nothing mm -hmm. they we have filters on everything so it's like you don't even like the way that you look when you do the front face of the camera yeah, you need to do the bruh <laughs> I'm like where's the filter <laughs> quit playing with me you just see highlight and everything like hold on <laughs> my light even natural light don't be hitting the same. Don't be hitting the same. I'm like, why do I look like this? First of all, I look better in my mirror. I look yes, way better in my that, mirror. You put that <laughs> excited as fuck. Take this photo. Oh shit! I, I saw the it. meme where it was like, which one is true? How you look in the mirror or how you look in your front facing camera? I don't know, and I don't like that I feeling. Weird. Like this camera ain't real. Like it can't be. Like you're doing something. Something's like getting messed up. Yeah. But everyone is on their phone, and they're always capturing stuff. It's like I know. And so it is warping our reality. Yeah. Getting us used to something that's not true. Yeah. Not our true self. And so yeah, it's affecting our mental health. Mm -hmm. We are being bombarded, especially our generation. Like this. Um, our, the millennials mm -hmm. all that we've had to deal with like 9-11 the the was it like the crash of the economy like that might have not hit us directly but mm -hmm. indirectly we were yeah. coming out of high school and shit and like certain people weren't be able to get jobs and stuff mm -hmm. like all this stuff has been happening to us and it seems like no one really gives a fuck especially when we left college like wasn't the job market complete shit by the yeah. time we left college and that then it was, was like panic. parents yes. were like y'all had all made all this money and stuff because you were living in a completely different market we just paid 200k for fucking glorified high school teachers yeah to babysit us in these lectures yeah come on now a lot of the stuff that we got was like not really that useful what i learned the most out of college was like um how to do my laundry and make food for myself and like how to take care of myself when I'm sick and how to make decisions socially like right. that kind of stuff but like academically I guess I learned stuff don't get me wrong but I just feel like they just <laughs> they got us for the okie doke yes and I think it's because originally they were saying like they were equating a degree as to a means to get a job and yeah. money which is not the case <laughs> like that's not what this is actually like you go to college to gain an experience mm -hmm. outside of any other type of experience you can have because it is like a controlled environment mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. like where you know you may or may not depending on the size of your university or college but like you see the same people, mm -hmm. you see this routine, um, but it's different than the routine you just had in mm -hmm. high school with your parents. Now you're like kind of an adult, like you said, learning all these new things. And that's really what it's about. It's like yeah. this step before you really go out on your own. And but just say that out. though. Just say that. And so because <laughs> that wasn't said and it was like, oh, go here so you could get your six figure career. Like, no. 
you're gonna have to get it out the mud mud but spend this money with us first before you do that <laughs> over educated at these yeah. rinky dink jobs yeah Facts. <laughs> oh my god you just had to get it you just had to, it was it was a crazy i feel like yeah you're right our generation i guess what millennials millennials yeah we've seen a lot we've, we've been through a lot a lot we've been through a lot yeah. bro oh my gosh and so segue into something that we're dealing with is that and it kind of relates to all of this like the student loan debt you know that could be attributed to like um our money and not feeling secure and stable financially um also the ghosting aspect Mm -hmm. so there's all these different things right and now we're seeing the divorce rate like shoot shoot to astronomical heights because um some of our like favorite couples are like getting divorced and though they are um celebrities so there's an aspect to that that's like not normal yeah so (laughs) i guess that's relief but um so megan good and devon franklin he's filed divorce against her and then sterling something he filed divorce against chanel iman and they have these two little baby girls that are so cute and i'm just like this gotta be the saddest start to the year it's not the year for love like it's the year for business don't speak that it's it's the year to get your cds up not your (laughs) cds not your cds it's that time i mean i think that like the sanctity of marriage has been tarnished by the behavior by cultural norms that make it difficult for a marriage to survive in this country Mm. like literally if you're going to be a part of certain like certain i guess like i said like things in society like people capturing everything on their phone or people sharing their lives socially or people being in media or like all that kind of stuff like i feel like and then not even just the sharing aspect but the receiving aspect of people's opinions and thoughts on what's a healthy marriage and what things should look like um in a relationship that is considered to be a goal and all this kind of stuff that gets like shoved into your face i think it really really messes with people's relationships because i I've talked to you before about, like, the beauty I see and feeling called to share and then actually going, stepping out and sharing your experiences. I think that in doing that, we help, you know, people that we may may never meet um, in a lot of ways. Because I feel like a lot of people who have shared their experiences or their knowledge, their information to the broader, uh, the broader landscape, and I've picked it up it's helped me a lot Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i can see where a couple who is happy you know where they're at in the moment wanting to share and then give these tips or whatever the case about their lovely matrimony but then life hits you and it's not the norm to share the difficulties you know it's not normal to receive uh, grace and care and concern from the public mm-hmm. when you're facing difficulties you know and so I think it, it, it then yes in these modern relationships like it's tough to feel like you can survive it and you're going to be okay because maybe you just don't know how to deal with conflict and you don't know how to deal with conflict because we're really not dealing with it yeah <laughs> we're being it's like you know oh okay this ain't working for me 
let's end it yeah find something else find something better and i guess because we believe also that we have so many options Mm -hmm. out here which technically yes but also you have to learn to commit to something you have to commit to something (laughs) but the thing is like when do you commit and like there's so much pressure i've had some friends in co- in like high school that were like i want to be married by 25 i want to have my first kid at 27 i want to have a you dog at 28 like but but some people still hold on to it oh, okay and it's because it's like michelle <laughs> can i finish <laughs> no um no, I lost my train of thought for real, truthfully. But okay. um, well, the reason why I was laughing is because hopefully this will get you back on track. Okay, let's see. <laughs> it was because um, yes, we all have those like ideas about <laughs> you know what even old is mm-hmm. in high school. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like at 17, you think 25 is old, so you like I should have it all figured out. Yeah. By 25, period. LOL. And literally, LOL. And so I thought it was interesting that you were saying that you know people who are still holding on to those beliefs. Because, like, once I hit 25, I was like, yeah, I was an idiot. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. Grace. Giving myself all the grace. Uh, so you know people who really aren't doing that. Aren't yeah. giving themselves the grace and still believe that they have these strict lines to meet. And when they don't meet them, it's like doomsday. I have multiple friends. Like wow. multiple friends and I am the advocate of taking your time. Like every mm-hmm. time I'm just like please don't rush and make yourself feel old because yeah. when people run into these relationships for the sake of being in a relationship because they feel like that's the step they should be taking like mm-hmm. a lot of times it ends up not being healthy. It ends up just being for show. Like being in a relationship especially for women tends to be like a trophy to you where it's like I'm that's able to right. hold on to somebody. I'm able to keep them Mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm i'm a worthy of mm-hmm. i'm like a, a worthy woman I'm and wife, yeah wife material all yeah. that all that and it's like i'm i'm just like you know what truthfully <laughs> these men don't deserve you half the time yes. when you giving them to giving yourself to them and yes. second like you have all this time to develop who you are right like you still haven't really figured out exactly how things are supposed to go down you think you you have but like what about that saturn return and shit like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean feel. all these Walk things away. that you have to like get through as a woman so that you can be a like whole version of yourself so that you then choose the partner that's always my thought is like you choose the partner that's best for you when you're at your best version of yourself like mm-hmm. if you're not there yet then you're gonna choose somebody who's also not there right that's what it feels like to me so um that's why i'm always an advocate to my friends like do not rush yourself into something that has paperwork mm-hmm. that the u.s system gonna drag you through yeah. like you could be a super super expensive important girlfriend <laughs> not super expensive important <laughs> but yeah but don't rush yourself to have, be married and have kids and stuff because i also started talking to my friends a couple friends have kids now mm-hmm. when i went back home and they're like i love my kid but being a parent is extremely hard like i wasn't ready for that i'm still super young and a lot of the conversations were with women so it was like and it all falls on me i'm the mom yeah like do you know how much time that child truly takes oh yeah i can't believe it because when i was actually holding a baby i was like dude like you can do nothing mm-hmm. like nothing at all yes or all your needs. she can't even keep her head up like i have to i'm i'm tiptoeing as i'm walking and so i'm like i don't want to trip i don't want to slip i don't want to sit on the wrong chair i don't want to do anything crazy i have this like super delicate human in my hand so i just want to be like a 
super developed version of myself before I'm trying to hold this little... Yeah. But what I think also is important about that is that, like, we shouldn't be aiming for, like, perfection either. I think that two people can come together who, let's say, haven't met all their personal goals, but um, have the mentality to get there together. And it gets easier when you have a partner. Yeah. And if you're on the same wavelength. It you know does. What I'm saying? So... And our best self changes, too. Like, you and I can say, you know, we are our best selves today. But then we challenge ourselves to go bigger, go better. And then we become a different version of ourselves. And that version is also best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm my best self today, though. Because I have things that I'm aware of that I would rather not do. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Behaviors and habits. Yeah, that I still have to work out for myself. So, yeah. I mean... I think, yeah, I think it depends on the individual, too, what your preference is of where you want to be when you start these kind of things. Maybe right. some people do want to, like, develop with somebody. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's all about preference and, yeah. you know, what makes the most sense to you. But I just think it's so sad that um, it seems like we're just really, really easy for us to just throw things away. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Especially when there's so many people involved now. Like, um, marriage is not something to fuck around with. It's not. <laughs> and the fact that you could be married for, like, three years and then just throw that shit out the window to me is kind of crazy. Like, I understand, like, if it's super abusive. Okay. Then, yes. Get out of that. Yeah. Immediately. But, like, if it's not that, then, like, what is it that you couldn't, like, Fix. work through? No. And, and, again, like, I haven't been there, but I'm just thinking to myself, like with friends when I'm talking about like just friendship like yeah you could get rid of a friendship real quick I've done that in the past but then I'm thinking to myself like that probably wasn't even the best thing to do because we could have worked that out you could we could have just had a conversation you know typically it's just miscommunication and also just extending grace to someone who may need it in a tough time in their life sometimes it's that and sometimes the person is just like the worst yeah (laughs) the worst you know what i mean like i've had some people where i'm just like i know that you're not gonna like i've I've tried to talk to you before and you're still not changing or hearing me or they become defensive when they're being criticized Mm -hmm. and um eventually it gets to the point where it's like i'm not about to do this i saw this vlog where the girl was like dating in some european countries is a lot more casual than it is in america where absolutely yeah people just like they're your girlfriend very quickly but also like you break up very quickly and no one cares it's like super normal it's very open and cash yeah but it creates like because like the doom and gloom surrounded by being broken up with you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like creates this different type of like pressure on relationships in the u.s that people probably don't have there where it's like oh it didn't work out that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. i'm frolic to the next person and it's yeah. completely fine socially and nobody's worried about it like and i think that that's probably it sounds better <laughs> it sounds better it is i think in a lot of ways it is i have a experience when i was studying abroad and I was only like one of three black girls in Thailand studying the, abroad at our university. And um, and out of the Americans, the US people, it was probably like five of us. 
and then everyone else and it was like hundreds of people so most people came from other countries Mm -hmm. and everyone was hooking up Mm -hmm. and this one girl she was like michelle like you just she's like i have to apologize to you because originally when i met you and i found out like obviously like you're from the u.s like i had this um stereotype that like you know you would be a certain way but you're just not that at all and i was like really i was like what are you like what kind of way and she was basically like because i wasn't like (laughs) and this might actually not fit very well but she's like because you're not like super promiscuous and like you're not out here like the rest of us are you're like more reserved (laughs) and i was just like it's just like that's so weird to me like i don't imagine american girls being like that and i was like huh that's interesting too because i did find that i was not necessarily fitting in Mm. with the ways in which everyone else was moving Mm -hmm. like because it was like oh they hooked up just the other day but now he's with her and i'm like oh okay so what was the majority like um the skin tone yeah so um definitely white uh european a lot of people came from europe um and obviously asians okay and southeast asians and then i would say that's about it it was like european white people asians and then the black people were just me from the u.s one girl from london and then another black girl from originally from kenya but she came from germany so yeah and so basically to your point in these different communities around the world like it is more casual to just date and if the loss happens it is what it is Mm -hmm. and you move on to the next Mm -hmm. um and i did think that was pretty nice and i had it i did actually form a connection with one person and he actually wasn't at my school it was just a different country nearby and i could get the vibe like that was my first that was like my first experience being in a casual relationship like Mm -hmm. yeah i know this probably won't go where go anywhere just Mm -hmm. because of distance but i do really like you and i do feel connected to you but like i don't feel like heartbroken or anything that Mm -hmm. this is ending you know like i'm just i'm happy to be here right now vacation love (laughs) vacation love vacation because it's true it's like you you could really like basically fall in love with people pretty easily like if you're compatible like it's very fast and then it's like all right it's over because i know that it's not gonna work out somewhere else and like that's fine it's very fine yeah gonna segue just a little bit um (laughs) i feel like we always talk heavy we get excited about relationship talk that type of thing yeah you know it is who it is what it is it's who we are yeah but there are some interesting things happening some i would say experiences that are taking place online are now popping up in um our day-to-day real life right so two of them one being fenty opening up her brick and mortar stores riri and then you said tiktok opening restaurants yes i saw tiktok was opening restaurants what does that mean so i i don't know (laughs) i don't know it's a headline but what i pick what it brings up for me okay is like 
creating spaces for like all of that energy and engagement that we've had for the things that people post about restaurants and like food like people make a lot of videos about creating recipes and stuff like that and like now it's like a more organic form of restaurant advertisement that's what i could see but i'm not i don't work at tiktok and i don't know the details but i feel like that's what i'm picturing like foreseeing is like the things that people like promote heavily on their social becoming like actual places that you can go you know what i mean i don't understand what i'm saying actually because (laughs) it's like they get it from restaurants that already exist right now okay okay so if we take a step back, if it's TikTok creating restaurants, how I thought of that, <laughs> my imagination told me that that means that they're going to have essentially influencers on site. Like maybe it's like a, I don't know, like a food foodie person who makes food on tiktok and who's gotten really popular then they give them like a residency or whatever the case and it's like seasonal that's what i'm like chef residencies of tiktok of tiktokers famous tiktok chefs get these like residencies at these tiktok restaurants that would be dope that's how i see it i didn't read the article i didn't read the article either so so TikTok just hey hire me. <laughs> you know, out of these two ideas, which one do you mess with more? I'm yeah. I don't know what they're trying to do, but I'm sure it's something probably similar. Because I just imagine like they're trying to take that experience that's happening online, mm-hmm. making it in real life. Yeah. So what does that look like? That looks like you're sitting in a restaurant and observing this recipe that you would have been looking at on your phone now you're seeing it happening in front of you yeah that's actually kind of cool yeah it can be but i mean it depends on like the distance between you seeing it in the video and like access to the restaurant do you know what i mean like is it like like meaning like you see it on your phone and then is that restaurant like in texas and you're in new jersey no no so i'm still thinking like they'll fly whatever whoever out to that location like if their flagship will be in la then mm. that person who is having that residency will be in LA. Like an LA TikToker. Or chef. not. They could fly in somebody from New York and okay. say, like, you know, like how performers do it um, when they go to Vegas and they have residencies yeah. in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like, you're mm-hmm. not from Vegas, but you're Usher. And so, yeah. Okay. Six months, you're going to have this residency here. I'm curious to know what they're actually doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that'd be good to know. Yeah, but I, I think either way, that's pretty exciting. And then mm-hmm. Fenty, I was a little like, wait, I think so. It's Savage X Fenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's her lingerie brand, mm-hmm. which okay makes sense. We grew up with Victoria's Secret, mm-hmm. so now maybe people are gonna grow up with Savage X Fenty being that go-to to get your little panties for five twenty-five. Five for twenty-five. Five for twenty-five. I hope they got that that price. Five for twenty-five. Right. I don't see why not. I feel like Victoria's Secret is like falling off. Like I, it should. Okay. <laughs> because also I learned that um they use quote unquote like prison labor to make the panties. So like there's someone getting paid like fifteen cents, twenty five cents to make your panties. That's why they're so cheap. I don't um, want the energy on my I don't panties. want the energy. Like yeah. what the fuck? That's terrible. So anyway, so yes, I think that that's done. That's dead. Um, and I'm excited for Rihanna to take that market share and um, be that person. But my only worry is like brick and mortars are like, especially um, 
clothes I feel like are not surviving like it's better to have your online presence and like why not keep it there because there's no overhead mm-hmm. expenses you mm-hmm. know you're profiting way more mm-hmm. by staying online and selling your shit that way as opposed to being in store mm-hmm. and so that kind of scares me like when I think when I saw her doing that because like I just feel connected to Rihanna like that's my big sis so I'm like sis like can we discuss first I mean, you know what I'm saying like I don't want to see you fail and I don't think I'm gonna pull up to the mall yeah in closed malls too because it's a pandemic sure but also i just don't go to them like i go to the grove Mm -hmm. that's like the only mall or and also one in culver city but it has to be like open or century city like for some reason i'm kind of over the malls that are enclosed Mm -hmm. and that's a california thing too because when i went to the east coast like it can't be outdoor because there's winters (laughs) And we don't have winter. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like brain exploding. Yeah, yeah. It's cold as fuck. Yeah. So like, you can't even have that experience. Malls are tiring, honestly. Like you can go store to store to store and not see what you want. It's so it annoying. Yeah. And it's like and the convenience. Bullshit. What's so pretzel and it's really and bad like, yeah but i do like the pretzel like i don't want i'm not trying to shit on the pretzel like don't get me wrong because i will get it i do but we should yeah. be eating that shit i don't care because <laughs> i only get the pretzel when i go to the mall i know so it's okay it's okay just to okay, get it once balance. in a while yeah yes, i get you but yeah for me i feel like i don't think it would necessarily fail i feel like people love her so much that they'll go but for um how long like, like, yeah for how long the is a good question will be popping of yes to get our instagram stories but once we got our content i mean i don't know i don't know but i'm sure she's thought about it and i know she's not hurting she ain't gonna be running out of money that's, that's a fact she could run it and that's not sell a panty <laughs> and it will be absolutely fine the lights will be on yeah and so if that's what she wants maybe she just uh, she's only doing a few too so it's not like the overheads like across america it's only like five cities or something like that right to start yeah yeah flagship type locations yeah one's in I, la mm-hmm, of course happy to be in LA aren't you I mean if I'm gonna be here <laughs> in the US right might as well um so let's get into one more thing um I actually don't know how long we've been talking so I'm just gonna say we have the time and I know our people love to hear about us so let's jump into our current favorite all black casted shows and I think we all, you and I agree that Selling, Selling Tampa, Harlem, and Insecure are probably the best ones out currently. No, we don't agree. <laughs> That's what you wrote. No, we don't agree. <laughs> I wrote down currently. the popular shows, but okay, I don't what are agree. Your three favorites right now. So I love Selling Tampa. I actually watched okay, it once great. and a half. <laughs> I like Harlem a lot. For the first few episodes, it's very easy to watch. Mm -hmm. Insecure for me, I can't force it anymore. I didn't watch the finale. I cannot bring myself to watch it. Uh, Okay. So what is your third before we get into that? (laughs) So my third favorite all-black casted show right now, probably um, Southside. It's on HBO Max. It's a comedy. Um kind of like dry humor really okay. funny yeah i'm watching it's all black cast yeah yeah 
Okay. It's HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, I'm almost positive HBO Max. I'm mm-hmm. check that out. All it's right. really funny. So, what's your beef with Insecure? Bruh, they lost me at episode three, bro. Or wherever it was, like, <laughs> I think it was, I might have seen the episode where she began crying in the bed with old boy. Okay. And I was just like, I've had enough at this point. <laughs> I have. That like, was funny. It's I had. It doesn't matter. It's not even about like I'm not even critiquing the scene. It was the point for me when I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Wow. I'm having a hard time being engaged, and I'm not going to force it. And it's so hard because it's like everyone talks about it, and I want to know what's happening, but I also don't feel like watching it. So it's literally difficult the, for me. Why is it difficult? Because it was moving so slow that I was just sick of the storyline by the time they were even getting to the point. You know what I'm saying? And I was just done with that. I was like, I cannot. Like every, I tried to watch it. Trust me. I get the friggin' TV remote. I'm like, let me watch it. And then I'm just like, I don't feel like it. I'm only watching it so that I could be a part of this culture. But like, I don't feel compelled to see what's going on with these stories anymore. I don't like it. But you know, I truly never really like was a crazy fan of it. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. But you definitely... Watch. was engaged yeah because yeah. i remember we used to go to your place and watch it it was a thing because like sunday nights yes because season one was very exciting where are we now like season three uh it's five. Oh, sh- we're on season five i feel like by then i they just lost me in season five they lost that's me. interesting that you and it's sad to hear you say that it was slow because it speeds up a lot and they have to because they're putting so much into the final season Mm -hmm, i heard that and so a lot of the feedback that i've been getting is like oh my god it moved too fast yeah because they were like they were like it was so slow in the beginning why didn't you put some of that subject matter into the first few episodes and then even it out context they had to give us the context as to why this shit that's about to happen fast mattered yes sure that's so interesting i'm really looking forward to seeing what people think about your perspective my perspective yeah it's an unpopular opinion it's an unpopular opinion but truthfully i think when somebody says it everybody needs a leader and once i say it people are gonna be like no i'm the leader i know okay oh you're speaking for me i was about to say don't get insisted (laughs) and i think that people might be like you know what that's how i've been feeling and i didn't want to say anything because of the cult following that is associated with the show and i don't dislike the brand or the concept or anything but i just wasn't excited to watch it and and with the little bit of time that i have Mm -hmm. to watch shows like I started watching Wu-Tang American Saga again. I was pretty entertained by season two's first episode. Mm. It's a little stressful for me. But you see, like, shows put me in a mood. So I have to want to watch that show. And I guess socially, maybe when it was earlier seasons, it was so much fun. We weren't in a pandemic. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was also felt newer. But now the things are starting to feel old, at least for that show for me. Mm. All right. That's your truth. Yeah, it's my truth. (laughs) Um, So for me, I mean... I love it. So I don't really think I need to get into it. I'm very happy that Issa and Lawrence ended up together. That feels good. And they look incredible. They look like money at that that final scene. So I'm happy about that. I think that's sweet. It is sweet. (laughs) I think that's really cute. I mean, I think it probably makes the most sense. It does. To end. Yeah, because I feel like they had a necessary break because... 
he was feeling stuck and she was feeling stuck but didn't want to be stuck right mm-hmm. and so she like cheated on, on him and all this other stuff that happened this is first season mm-hmm. and so i like how it showed that break in that relationship and then their separate journeys to get back to each other mm-hmm. was a self-development journey like they had to learn things uh unlearn things like we are mm-hmm. ascending towards greatness and once they both achieved a lot of their goals um in life and felt really good about themselves and where they were and no longer had these like Issa for example no longer had the voice in the mirror talking back to her so mm-hmm. that's kind of just reflective of like there was no longer this internal dialogue mm-hmm. that was you know filled with doubt mm-hmm. and she's past that and so then they came together as their best selves and so i really love that i, I think it it's cute. So cute it's a happy ending for us blacks yes for us not us blacks. and i love that <laughs> i love that um i oh. like the actors individually i like seeing them like in other things mm-hmm. um but yeah I maybe I'll watch it, but I actually might not. That's the truth, and it's that's fine. Good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because I knew what was good. happening. It's the conversation you cannot escape. Right. Exactly. You know, it's all over everything, um, especially for us. You know, our algorithms. Everyone's watching. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what about um, Harlem? I like Harlem. I, I'm, Did we start it together? We started it together. We got through like the first like three episodes or yeah. something, which is like a testament to the show. It's like super exciting and like it was binge worthy in that moment. I feel like there's a lot of diversity to the cast. I think that it reflects insecure in some ways, at least like um, just the idea of the like four like single young women yeah. and stuff like that. But everything else is is definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch the whole thing? No, I didn't watch the whole thing. Okay. So, we're seeing a pattern here. <laughs> I get overwhelmed as an act. I don't know what is it is, but I, I do get overwhelmed. I think a lot going on. Yeah. And it's probably... My psychoanalyst of oh, you right gosh. now is that you might have be having a difficulty um, compartmentalizing. So, like, maybe separating the emotions you see on screen from what you're experiencing in real life and maybe because you're an actor you know it it brings up even more emotion because you know outside of how I might feel because I'm definitely like a person who gets um I can feel people's like embarrassment like secondhand embarrassment (laughs) so I don't feel like it's that for you I feel like it's something else but it has something to do with that where it's just like it gets to a point where like it's too hard for me to watch it yes definitely and not because I think it the content itself is poor I just think like it just brings something some type of emotion up for you where it's just like nah cut it out yeah, I definitely know what you're saying, but um, yeah, I think it's because of just like my perspective on scripted series, especially when I'm watching shows that are people that are in positions I want to be in. Like, I'm just looking at it from from more than just like the innocent audience lens, and maybe you're like, like I could do that better. They should have casted me. Here we go. Actually, they <laughs> should have, and actually, I can. But we don't have to get into that. <laughs> That's we absolutely. It is. I'm so absolutely we ready. It out. Yeah. We it out. Um, we're at an hour. <laughs> but we didn't get to the stuff. show that I wanted to talk about. So what's get what's, to it, Michelle. Because I want to talk about Selling Tampa. Okay, let's talk about Selling Tampa. I, for me, I think that it's 
it was funny i think the first episode actually like wasn't that great it was kind of awkward i feel like they were yeah, getting used to the camera they were <laughs> they like all stood in a line outside the house it was like six or seven of them talking yeah. about the house and it was yes. so awkward i think even the angle was awkward yes and their <laughs> conversations like i can it was very relatable because i'm like if i was like in an awkward position that's how i would talk I would say dumb shit like that. Yes, too. people were saying very awkward shit. Um, very but it awkward. got better. Yeah, they got used to the cameras. It feels like, and the storylines made more sense. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. Like I was inspired. I was like, I need to show up every day. Like, you know, I look like money. I'm here to receive money and yeah. etc. Like that Looking energy. Good. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. Colony deserves Colony a uh, honorable mention. She's everything. Because she is definitely look good, feel good. Like yes. her dresses, yes. her hair. And her personality. Yes. How honest she is and upfront and how she called out Anne Sophie in front of Sherelle. She was like, you have a completely different energy <laughs> from what we were just saying. I said, yo. She's consistent. Like, the cameras did not catch her slipping, okay? No, they The way didn't. she was was the way she was. Like, every scene. Wow. She's like, I don't agree with this. Right. I, yeah, I appreciated the way she carried herself. She was my favorite. She was. She was. And people were saying that there was, like, backlash because she, they weren't selling. They weren't, the cameras weren't showing them closing deals. Like, on selling sunset you can see like they're ringing the bell like yeah i was sold one point some million da, 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 da. and none of that was happening on selling tampa and they were just and so the cast was saying how like oh well you know it, it's our first season and we did sell things but that just wasn't in the cuts and different things like that so like there's some why would they not capture you selling something and so that's why dj envy i believe from the breakfast club he was saying that he has beef with the producers or whatever because it kind of made it seem like the white people in selling sunset actually make money and the black people in selling tampa they look good but they don't sell they don't make money and so there's some controversy there and i was like "Ooh, this is juicy we definitely know though that they're selling because like it's a business yeah and if you go to their business account which i did like you'll see that certain people hit their goals like Anne sophie is like was the number one seller mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. year she hit her goal like in july what was her goal I'm not sure. They don't disclose that, Damn. but they do let you know that, like, she hit her goal. So now anything that she makes after that, the next six months of the year, she gets 100% of her commission. She doesn't have Versus to Versus the 80-20. Yeah. Ayo. So I'm like, go ahead, and Sophie. But they're so, not showing that. And so some people have beef. Okay, I see. With the representation. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. I still really enjoyed it from my perspective um, as a black woman, but I think that maybe the perspective of like or for the sake of educating and putting us in the same light as they did the pretty much opposite show like it would be important for them to include that honestly yeah for me i wasn't bothered by that at all though i was super entertained by the show right right (laughs) it was no doubt in my mind that they make money i mean how are they gonna (laughs) keep paying those bills exactly yeah so but anyways i'm excited this was a fun episode yeah chit chat about all the things that are happening right now today um but we're at the end of the episode three wow that happened fast it happened really fast um anything we want to say definitely follow us yeah so we are on tiktok we're on twitter um we're on youtube 
We're in all the places that um, were mentioned were in development um, in the first few episodes. So oh, yes. it's really exciting. I'm seeing um, some people are regular listeners now. Shout out Yay, to y'all. Thank you. Shout out to everyone who replies to us when we uh, ask questions. Could be super awkward when no one replies. So keep <laughs> replying. Um, the community I, is building. It's building. Yeah. It, I love to see people who have no idea who they are. Right. Just black women. A lot of Latino women as well are like following us. And it feels really good because it's like seeing these little profile pictures of new people. I'm like, wow, the community can be so big. Right. So I'm excited. Yay. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to the Flourish Factory for partnering with us again this year to bring you the Bag Behavior Podcast (laughs) on a grander scale. So next episode, we'll see you. We'll see you. Signing out. Bye. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs)